This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I've got a dancing Carl in front of me, on the screen in front of me. He's, oi, very, oi. he's very excited. Uh, my name is Justin. And I'm Carl. <laughs> he's done it the same way. Yeah. Listen! Oh, yes! Listen! Once again, joining us on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast is Mr. Luther Blissett. Good evening to you, Luther. Good evening. And we're all in a very good mood, aren't we, at the moment? Well, we are definitely in a good, good mood. Place. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, I was saying to Carl yesterday, this is just a slight air of hope, a slight air of sort of, yeah, we're going to do this. I think we're actually going to do this. So, And I haven't felt this for maybe, I think, 97, 98, I definitely had it. And I definitely had it, Boothroyd, 2005. But this is, again, sort of the last. And also, when also we went up to the, to the Premier League under Jukanovic. But there's belief. There's belief that we can do this now. And it's in our hands, which is a lovely place to be, I think. It is. I think one of the things that, I've, that struck me about this last, probably, month of games is... Each game, the players seem to have got more and more together, more and more that belief that they can do the things that they're individually good at and come together as a team and complement each other at the things that they're all doing. They could actually achieve something. And I think I'm really, if you talk, talk for about a seminal moment, I think the um, Messina's free kick and then the celebration from all the players at the weekend where they all mm. ran together, I thought that was a really... That was that moment when the real belief, I thought, I think, we are going to do this. I think that there was a spur before that. Now, we haven't spoken to you since the Bournemouth game. 
The last time yeah. we spoke to you was just before the Bournemouth game. Now, obviously, the result went against us that day, and there were some unfriendly scenes, shall we say, towards the end. But I yeah. think I think that moment as well also galvanised the team in a way because there was kind of a even in a brawl. There seems to be a sort of a no. Actually, we are we are a unit. We are offended by this. We are, and yeah. I, I think that yeah, was. I the... hear what you're saying because it wasn't a case of oh let's let's just show them a rod and what they are. It was a case of you've hurt, we've done one of our players. We're not having this, you know. And they all together says you know you hit one of us, you hit all of us type thing. Yeah, that's and, that's uh, it. And I thought I thought that was that was quite that was a good moment. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, I, I said to Justin at the at, well, not at the time to be fair, because it took me three or four days to get over that, but. I think in the in the long run that that game, although it was a defeat, may actually serve its purpose in into pushing us or spurring us on to to do greater things in the in the coming months. So, yeah, look, you know that that wasn't a great day, but as you as you've just covered the the Cardiff City game, the togetherness and the relief, I suppose is is a good word at the end of that end of that game was just. I mean, I, I haven't celebrated like that for a long time. You know, like properly, we've nicked that out there. You know, from the from the clutches of a draw. So well, we were one nil um, down. We were one nil down. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly. I, yeah. I, so it, the whole performance from from top to bottom was great. And the, and the one thing that, that sticks out in my mind, is, especially when it happened, Tom Cleverly getting injured. I thought Tom has been a real improvement for you know, this season for me, where before I'm the first to say I haven't really rated him and, and yeah. with him missed him, I thought we're going to struggle now. But togetherness and, and the players that have come in and even the new boy, um, Sanchez, who, you know, he hasn't done a lot, but the stuff he's done has been good and it's, you know, a proper performance. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, you know, that's absolutely right. The, I think the other thing about um, the game, the Cardiff game was at 1-1, you didn't really see the goal coming at one-one. Mm. I couldn't see how we we're gonna how we we're gonna win it. And then the set piece was really, you know, the free kick came out of nothing. The defender pulled him back the way he did, and he he didn't have to do it because you know really there was still a number of players between him and the goal to maybe have stopped anything from happening. And for it to be a free kick, five years, yeah, five years. Mm. That's wasn't... the other side of why it was such a moment at that game and then the celebrations and the way the players were so much together at that you know after that goal mm. and um yeah i thought that performance or that incident at the end of that game you could see that carry over into the game against rotherham yes rotherham hadn't had much game time and preparation time the way they could train properly together but watford from the kickoff went out and said we're going to win this game and this is how we're going to do it Mm. And literally from the word go, they they just looked as if it was a game they were going to win. So, you know, there's been improvements and it's the right time now with the way things have gone for, for me, I suppose, to say it. Because I think a lot of us thought it when um, Cisco arrived, we were like, who is he and why have we gone for somebody with yep. really no experience? Yep. And that lack of experience, I thought, was quite evident early on but we have seen little things in games even that maybe haven't been great performances but we've seen little things in games and for me it's been where the team has been coming together where they've been complementing each other by their performances not the way people talk about it because that that's just talk by the things they do on the pitch we mentioned about Zinkenagel about the the fact that when he came on in those 10 15 20 minute spells that he was getting we felt well I felt he was trying too hard to impress. Yeah. Mm. Now yeah. that he's start time and game time, 
we're starting to see a player that is really bringing something that we have been lacking because he's one that can go by people. He can he can cross the ball very well. He yeah, works, he delivers well. He works hard, you know. And he has been he has been a pleasant addition. Yeah, and um, and a boost for us. I think surprise difficult to say that because when you're only getting bits of a game, it's, you you don't really know. But now he's had a few games together. He looks he looks a real help for that midfield, definitely. Oh, he does. He does. And I'm also struggling to see where a fit Troy Deeney would fit into this team at the moment as well. I just can't see where, if Troy was... No, you a... know something? I uh, When I'm out walking the dog in the morning, people, I, I bump into people as I go through the park, you know, and they say, you know, the, play, the boys are playing really well. And they go, we haven't missed Troy at all. We haven't even... Well, no. You know, it's only when we think Troy's not there. You know, I think everyone's beginning to understand that the team has maybe it's evolved now beyond what Troy was able to give. And people will say that that's harsh because whatever. But um, you know, I hear people come out and say, and I've seen things on, on on social media and that, and people come out and say Troy and he what he brings, and you know, Troy what he brings now is not the Troy that was five or so year ago. No, yeah. and they say that you know he played last season. You know, with one leg. People need to look at the whole picture because if they're going to go back and say he played with one leg last year, what was the outcome of last year's campaign? Yeah, it was a relegation. Yeah, it's a relegation. Yeah, we got relegated. So I'm sorry, you cannot use that. And the fact that he's been injured, players play with injuries all the time. It's rare that anybody has a is 100% fit and you go through things until you get the opportunity to deal with it so people need to put that behind them and give credit to the players that are out there on that pitch now that are doing it so as of today the 17th of March 2021 after the recent little run of results and everything else and where we're sitting in the table if you were a betting man would you bet on us going up automatically or do you think we're going to probably slip back into the playoff positions? Because I I, I, personally, I think my belief now is if we carry on this little run of form and we can build on it, there's no way we're not going to go up straight, you know, automatically. But that's my belief. I think the most straightforward answer to that is it is now in our hands. Mm. That is very important. Up until uh, Swansea getting beat yesterday, but now it's in our hands. Mm. And it's a case of us now not throwing that away or tripping up on it at this moment in time. Because, as you say, if we continue the way we've been going, then there should be no reason in the next three, four, five, six games where we should not really cement our position in that in that, in that play, in, in second place. And if we did that, then automatic would be a distinct, you know, and a real possibility mm-hmm. if that be the case. But now, the next step onto that, yes, we stay in, sec- we stay in second place, Promotion is ours. Hmm. What's the what's the feeling now of all the supporters for the manager for the manager to say? Because well, <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's two aspects to that. I mean, I, I I personally would love the manager to stay, or should I say, he should. If you get if you get gets us promoted, he should stay. But there's also the discussion in the background that he hasn't got the level of of coaching right, to yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah, you need a pro license, but yeah, if they really want to keep him he can do his pro license next year as long as they have somebody on the staff that has got their pro license yeah well i I, the one thing i would say and this is this is what i've said to a watford supporter already who asked me this very same question a few years ago a good few years ago southampton brought in a manager that nobody had heard of you know nobody at at all would and he, he wasn't heard of and he got he got things rolling he then went to Spurs and did very well, got them to a Champions League final, and he now currently manages Paris Saint-Germain. So I think 
there's enough about the current manager to, to yeah look you know from a from an english football point of view he hasn't got the experience we 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 know that but I think he's very much got his mindset in in the right place for the English game and and to develop his skills and to, you know it looks like he's willing to learn the language and and do all the things necessary. So for me, based on managers that have worked out in the past with very little you know credentials and going on to being very successful, I think he deserves a chance. He deserves an opportunity. The it's the Premier League that says to be a head coach because they don't call managers there, do they? Mm. You need to have the pro license to do so. But also that level of license is also all over Europe as well, at the top, at, you know. In yeah. Leagues. So yes, he does need it because the rule says he needs it. He could be good enough because he says his mentor is um, Benitez. Is his is his mentor? Is Rafa Benitez. Yeah. That's you know. Then I've been sort of looking at the things that he does, and he rem- you know the things that he does reminds me of the way Benitez operates with his teams as well the Premier League could be a big step for anybody but that also counts for what you have on the pitch that you can go on the pitch because you cannot go and play in the Premier League with players that are not of a good enough quality to for one thing survive keep you out of that area where you're always like a, uh, a swimmer that is struggling to stay afloat you know you have you're treading water and every now and you keep going down yeah. you need to be strong enough so you can get yourself on top and start swimming again yeah, yeah. Um, i mean my my biggest concern if we do go up and the way that we've obviously shipped a load of players out previously and a lot of those are luxury players you know delafeus pereiras and so forth but i think investment wise to stay in the premier league we do need we need to spend some money um, because i don't think that squad currently has the depth that we need to be able to compete in the premier league you know going forward and I'm not just saying doing a Sheffield United for instance had a first great season yeah. and look at them this season you know they've had a, and, and Chris Wilder's a fantastic manager but they, they've really struggled because they've been found out and they haven't got the depth to, to recover in that in that team yes you can fight and scrap and survive for a period of time mm. but you have to it's taking that step forward like Watford have done now by the way they're playing rather than sit back and be strong try and be solid defending and nip games here and there you have to be bold enough say we can we can defend this mm. now we have to take that step forward and go let the opposition defend because one thing i learned very early and this is graham taylor's thing is they cannot be attacking your goal if they're defending theirs yeah yes yeah. so this was a great way and i think watford are starting to be that team and i thought yesterday's performance especially in the first half was it was almost relentless the way they went about it and yeah thought, keeping the keeping the ball and stuff like we, we just keep the ball very comfortably move it very quickly and it we, we they seem to tire rather and that was what really really cost well, them well they would tie as i said earlier they they haven't been able to yeah train properly and uh, and that sort of thing so yes and they haven't had the game so yes mm. their legs were going quite rightly so hi this is peter kennedy and you're listening to do not scratch your eyes podcast in other news luther you've been awarded quite a well i think it's quite a rare honor i don't hear about this being handed out very often in fact the last person that i can recall being given this honor was Graham Taylor probably 20 years ago, longer? 19, I think it was 98, 99. 98, 99. So, Luther Blissett, you are now, correct me if I'm wrong, Freeman of the Borough of Watford. Is that correct? Is that the title? That's correct. And wow. I believe anybody now, when they see me, they must bow or curtsy. And, you know... To be fair, most most Watford fans do that anyway to you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we have to call him Sir now, apparently, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I don't know, I I really don't know what it all really means, all of this, because I've only just 
I think what we need to do is, if there's any farmers that listen to, or more importantly, sheep farmers that listen to this podcast, that could lend Luther a few sheep, Lovely. that he could kind of, yeah, just that he could just, you know, walk through the town, maybe. Yeah, it's fantastic. Just something, you know. It'd be great. It would be brilliant, but just to really commemorate that, so yeah. everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations, I mean, Luther. You know, many congratulations on being awarded this. It's it's a, it's a great honour, I think. It's fantastic. well deserved. Absolutely well deserved for everything you do for the community and and, and the club and everything. It's, that's that's the least they could do for you, in my yeah, opinion. It's, it's fantastic. It's an amazing uh, honour for myself. And something that I had no idea was coming or expected or was even thought, oh, I'd love to get that. Was it was it a letter um, in the post or something? Or No, the the mayor rang me. <laughs> Guy knocked at the door. Ole, 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 <laughs> hear me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so, yeah, that's what it was. And um, as I said, I believe it was a unanimous vote by all the councillors then that, that um, came aboard with this, and some of the accolades and some of the things actually said was actually quite um, eye-opening because there's been Elton John, Graham Taylor, and there was somebody, some other local people. I'm trying to think of their names. Goodness me! And then there's me, and right. one of the counters actually said, you know, it's a real, it's a real moment in history because in the 93, 94 years this has been going, I'm the first black man that person awesome the this accolade and it's quite incredible and it's not something that i'd ever given a thought to once i heard that i've been awarded it so it is you know that's why it's so humbling in many ways i never expected it and there's so many other things that have come up in and around it i find it quite mind-blowing at times and i said to all the former players when i found out and i sent them a little note on the whatsapp thing so they all could read it and i said you know, yes, they've given this to me, but this is for all of you as well, because you have done a lot, mm. even more sometimes than what I've done. Mm. And this is for all of us and a real recognition of Graham's legacy and what we're trying to uphold and what this club of ours was about. Just one other thing, actually, before you go, it's, it's just struck me. We were talking about the taking of the knee um, way back in, oh, I don't know, November or December. Yeah. Um, that still seems to be kind of an automatic thing um, and, and like an expected thing now before each game. But, but that's the problem. That word is now expected. And the players... Go, and I, I watch body language of players when they go down to take the knee. And I've seen even now players, um, you know, there's one game where Andre Gray kicked off as a whistle blew a referee. Blew yeah, off. he forgot, didn't he? <laughs> You know? he forgot because what it is players get on the pitch and what they want to do they want to get on with the game they mm. want to play mm. okay so for me another reason why this no longer should be a focal point in a game players want to play this has been going for almost a year now yeah it has okay? yeah yeah it has a year. Yep. I think this weekend it's a year is it uh, well we stopped was... didn't we we stopped sort of yeah. this weekend and then carried on in yeah. June or whenever it was yeah right so you know for People need to just get over it and think to yourself, it's gone on for a year. If people have not taken notice now of what's been going on, then they never will. I think that's right. Every football match up and down the country, Mm. this has happened. It's been talked about because certain players now are coming out and saying, I don't think I need to do that anymore. Yeah, I agree with them. Wilfred Zaha stopped doing it, hasn't he? He just won't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, you could do it. And if they really want to make a statement, and it's something where all the fans can be part of it, 
mm. when they come back in the ground. You know, the well that that uh, was what kind of sparked it is because the, the fans were coming back in and the, it was the Millwall fans, wasn't it, that, that showed yeah, they were booing, weren't they? And, and, they and were that, booing, that, yeah. that highlighted yeah. it that actually now people are not quite as on board with this as we thought perhaps they were. I can't even see it actually being taken away now. I think this is going to be in almost as part of the game going forward. I, it, won't, it won't be. I, I, I can't see it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, just I a, it's, it reminds me of the handshakes at the start of the game. You know, they they, they walk down the line. They don't mean jack. They don't mean nothing, I, those handshakes. I, they're, I they're... really loathe it because i tell you why. You're going out to have a scrap at somebody pretty much. Yeah, to compete. Why do I want to shake hands with them before I go and do it? At the end, when all animosities are all done and all yeah. Shake hands, good game, bad game, you know, you're a bit of a whatever today, but don't worry. <laughs> Time to shake hands, go your separate ways. It has no mean. It has no meaning. Any, you know, it, it's not. It's not. You know, it doesn't have any feeling behind it. It's just, just we're doing it because we're told to do it. That's to it. it. And they need to move beyond that. And mm. it's the same with this. You know, stand together, which is something that um, Kick It Out came up with. Yeah. Because all the supporters can do it. Because if the players all linked arms and stood together before the game for 10 seconds or whatever it may be, mm. the supporters could join in and say, no, we'll stand with you because we mm. believe that's what it should be. Well, surely, me- surely the measure of this this whole thing is, is going to be judged when the fans get back. Because the whole the whole aspect of it was, was that, you know, players, whatever, were being racially abused in the ground. But there's no fans. There's no, no fans for a long time now. So surely the measure of it is going to be... I know it's still happening on the internet and, and over social media, and that's that's something else. But th- there has to be a measure of what this has achieved because you know they've invested so much into it in the sense of you know this is what we've got to do, and it's about what what's the measure of it? What are we achieving? Show me where on the facts and figures that racism is down by twenty percent, or you know what's it going to achieve at the end? Where the kick it out did? Oh, yeah, Carl. The thing about that is kick it out. Show racism. What they do? They they raise awareness with, especially show racism with young people. Mm. They understand the differences between you with your skin colour, me with mine, somebody's religion, their culture. You know, they yeah. learn and understand that. Education. But we are all different because of the part of the world we come from or, you know, whatever that difference might be. Mm. But it doesn't mean that it's something we need to fear. No. Understand these things, understand people, for one thing, and be able to speak to somebody no different than you used to be speak to somebody of your own of your own culture. It's very, very important that education is there and it needs to continue. Hi, everyone. It's Nick Wright. You're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Well Thank you, as always, Luther. Yeah, Luther, Thank listen, you. thank you very much for giving us, again, you know, an hour of your time. Absolutely fantastic. It's, it's always a pleasure having you. I'll keep an eye out for some sheep for you. Yep. Yes, please. We're going to do that. And um, we want to see your uh, we want to see your scroll whenever it's uh, handed to you, so we know what it is you can and can't do with these new powers that have been bestowed yes. upon you. And I hope it's some like real crazy ones that you can just like turn up at someone's house and demand a cup of tea. And, <laughs> you know, just some crazy stuff. That'd be great. Yeah, somebody, anybody, you knock on anybody's door, they've got to take you in and give you shelter. Yeah, that's it. Go. Yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, do you know what? I can't be bothered to go in tonight. I'll just pop in here. Yeah. I'm a freeman. <laughs> I'm allowed to do these things. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much, Luther, once again for joining us. It's it's great having you uh, with us, Thanks, as always. Cheers, Luther. Bless you. Thank you. I'll put an on with the boys, eh? Yeah, uh, man, definitely. Excellent. Thank, thank you, mate. You. Cheers. Thank you. Have a good one. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Hi, this is Jay Demerit, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Um, should we do some? Um, should we do some punters' questions? Let's do some punters' questions. Yeah, I like punters' questions. That's what I'm naming this section now. Is it? Is that what you're calling it? Punters' question. Have yeah, a pun- I mean they don't pay for this, but <laughs> have yeah, a, punters' question. Have a punt with Carl. We'll call it. <laughs> I've selected. I've selected three. So we've okay. had a few questions, but I've selected three oh, from. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. the way I'm doing it now. Oh, okay. You roll, son. You roll. Okay. So first one comes from Peter Johnson, and this this looks back at the Cardiff game, which we've we've obviously just covered. But um, is that winner the crucial point of our season going up automatically versus the playoffs? I certainly would say it is a turning point and something that we are now well we're obliged really to go and try and hang on the you know the the, the tales of that success that we, we've created there but mm. um i mean it, it, the, the only thing i would say and we i don't want to go into two because we've we've chatted about this for ages but the fixtures we've got coming up it is in our hands yeah the, the games that we're the teams that we've got to play the norwiches the Scumtown, you know Brentford's Swansea last game in the season. That could be a massive game, an absolute monster game. Yeah, I think in terms of team morale and team spirit, I would have to get the record books out to see when we were last one nil down away and we turned it round to a victory and scored a direct free kick in the last minute of the game. I mean, you know, it was one of those games where, actually, before that free kick, it was right at the end of the game. And I remember sending you a message going, it's not been a bad game, it's been all right, you know, not a lot in it. And then the next thing you know, you know, he's lining up for a free kick and you think, this would be nice if it went in. And then it did. Yeah. Uh, So I I really struggled. The only game that, and it's not from a free kick, the only game that I remember where we went behind, and I think we were 2-0 down, was away at West Ham when uh, Walt Mazzari was our manager. Oh, yes. Yeah, we won that 3-2, did we? Was it 3-2? Yeah, that was... Mm. uh, Because they scored those quite quickly, didn't they? We were 2-0 down. Yeah, scored that. uh, Flick, didn't he? Whatever you call it. I don't know the technical term, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was there at that game. That 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 one springs to mind. But yeah, I don't remember one where we away where we've gone behind and no, and, it's and been a while. It's been a while. I'd to, yeah, I'd have to look that up. Yeah, yeah. so it's certainly not this season. You know, and I, I, I doubt we did that last season either. So it's been a lot of football. Um, bef- mm. You know, since good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you know, in terms of is that going to be our automatic promotion kickstart? Maybe, maybe not. But it's certainly it can't be bad for morale and spirit that. It can't be because there was you're not you're not you've got to be a good team to come from behind at Cardiff and and win a game. You have yeah, to. There won't be many. There won't be many teams that go there for the remaining part of the season and, and get a result there. Nah, I don't think anyway. Nah. Right up next, uh, Neil Gibbons. Um, congratulations, Neil. I, I know you've just moved house as well, so uh, well done on that one. Moved the, moved away from the area, but hopefully see you at the Vic. <laughs> um, what happened at the end of the Cardiff game with uh, regards to the uh, handbags? Because there was a bit of handbag. I had actually switched off. I think you messaged me about this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I said to you, I think the game finished and you said, right, that's me done. And I went, here, look, there's a bit of a tear up. And you said, oh, I've turned it all off. I'm going out. And I, it was weird. It was uh, the final whistle blew and then there was a bit of pushing and shoving. It seemed to be Jail Pedro getting involved again. He likes a bit of a scrap i think joe pedro He's yeah a, yeah quite a fiery it's the latino in him isn't it it's the it's the latino yeah <laughs> yeah 
Um, and it all sort of calmed down fairly quickly. I did read something Mick McCarthy was saying. It was something to do with a bit of niggle between a couple of players after one of the goals. Yes, Flint and C- uh, I was pronouncing Sierra Elta. Was Sierra Elta. Yeah. yeah. Was it a pulling of the ponytail? Yeah. Pulled his hair or something. Yeah. There was a bit of a bit of argy bargy, but yeah, nothing like the Bournemouth game. I mean, that was a, that was a proper one. But yeah, it wasn't um, a proper uh, flare up. It was a it was a bit of a rumble. And if I'd lost a game like that. Actually, oh, yeah. do you know what we haven't said? The goalkeeper for Cardiff. Yeah, what was he doing? Dear God. <laughs> he should have just stood still and caught it, couldn't he? Yeah, it's just what like... What was he doing? He just jumped out of the way. It was like a... I don't know, well, but yeah, I, from, I mean, I think when you add that to it... From one of the angles, it looked like a deflection. So from the angle of the... I think the angle of the goalkeeper, it looked like a deflection. But when you look at it from the the, the angle of um, Messina taking it, it was just whacked straight at the goal. And the keeper decided to do some sort of manoeuvre, which was totally yeah, unnecessary. Sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah it just went one way what, and then... What are you doing? It, yeah. Straight in, but... Listen... I mean, if, if we'd conceded that, I, I would have certainly been asking questions oh, of the goalkeeper. But yeah. yeah, I think the way they lost at the end, it just all... And, and we did, let's be honest, we did celebrate. We did celebrate. So, and, uh, and they were on a, weren't they on a long streak of games? Was 11 it? games, yeah. Was it 11 games unbeaten, was it? Yeah, you see, that's that's never nice either, especially if a team like us wins last minute with a free kick. That's it's yeah. not great. So, and yeah. then we're going over to the to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, that probably rubbed them up the wrong way. Yeah, I can see why that might be irritating. Yeah, it's good. And then finally, when was your last away day? God, I can't remember. Last away I day? can't remember, mate. It was probably oh, well, you well, know, I'll... bar, bar semi finals and finals. It's a long time ago. I'll, uh, I've got a really good one for this. For go this on, question. you, you, so you go for it. So, yeah. so Jason's gone. What's made you laugh on an away day trip? So, now, is this because I've... he's been on away day trips with you, and or, or is this because? Yeah, well, uh, to be fair, myself and Jason, generally speaking, are on away day trips with us and a motley crew, shall we say? But there's a there's a, uh, a mutual friend of ours. I shall name and shame him. Actually, Colin O'Brien. He'll be he will listen to this. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, my favourite away anymore, day trip. <laughs> no, 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 that'll be it now. Yeah. My favourite away day trip, and there is a, a video that actually hit. I believe it was around about three million views, and and Lad Bible actually <laughs> uh, took it on and and went with it. Right. So Colin has this thing of um, we, we go on away days. We 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 like a beer. A lot of us. Yeah, um, yeah. He'd consumed a considerable amount of beer away at Crystal Palace. Right. So we'd we'd uh, we'd gone out to a Weatherspoons after the game, and for some reason I don't know why you've you've probably all got friends that just have these things where they they just do something when they're drunk, you know, there might be handstands or whatever. Colin likes to race uh, the tube when he gets off because I live on the tube line at on the Metropolitan line, yeah, so yeah, he okay. likes to yeah. get out of the tube and likes to run against the you know sort of chasing us out <laughs> the station. I don't know why it's a little bit weird. But it's something that he likes. He likes to yeah, participate. We, we all have so anyway, thing, yeah, yeah. He's got off this train now. I've just thought to myself, I'm going to record this because he's he's had a few and he's he's not handling himself too great. So we'll have a we'll have a look anyway. And he's uh, I've, I've said to him, if you fall over, I said I've got to have this on video and it's going to go viral. <laughs> now this is all recorded and it's all out there. And I'll I'll find the link actually and okay. I'll, I'll I'll even do that to him. Whack it on the uh, on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah, because yeah. he'll love that because he, 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 like, he, he likes was to laugh. Me. <laughs> He was begging me to get it taken down when it because it just went viral. Yeah. It went viral. It was crazy. Okay. So it, I said to him, "Look, I'm going to record this because if you fall over, it's going to be it's comedy gold." Right. So the door's shut. It, it starts running, and he's absolutely sprinting like, Wah! and he's pulling this like 
I don't know, it's like the face that you'd never want to see down a dark alley. It's just like one of those, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Just like, and just as we've left this, I've just seen him. He, he sort of clipped his own his own leg, and yeah. he's gone, and he's smash, and he's hit the deck. Now, we've gone out the tube station, so we've gone. So we're on the tube. Myself and the, the other, we are absolutely in stitches, and we keep watching it back. So much so that we actually miss our stop. And I, I didn't realise where we were. We, we got to Uxbridge. I was supposed to get off at Moor Park. Oh, that's a long way on the on the Yeah, line. so I was supposed to change at Harrow on the Hill and then get to Moor Park. So we've gone straight for all them. I've ended up in Uxbridge, like, absolutely in, in bits. Yeah, yeah. So the next, so we're trying to ring him. Can't get hold of him. Like, oh, I hope he's all right. I'm sure he'll be fine anyway. So if I got hold of him the next day, I said, you okay? He's like... No, he said oh, um, I've, he fractured. I think it was three ribs. Oh my god! Fractured his wrist. Oh my god! And and yeah, like really did himself in badly. But it was that when I look back at it, it wasn't the fact that he fell over. It was the fact that the tube platform was you know it was Houston. It was busy. Yeah. It was people everywhere, and they just see this man racing the tube, <laughs> going smashing. Just everyone going. What? What's going on? And I said, "What do people say to you oh, afterwards?" He was like, "I just picked myself up and like what with three, three like broken, three broken ribs and a fractured wrist." Oh man, he was oh he was bad. But oh, yeah, but it, God it, bless. It, it went viral. It went really big. Yeah. It went like horrendously big. But I'll um. <laughs> Yeah, get it on there. A few years ago now. Let's get that link on our Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast yeah. Facebook page. I, th- I haven't seen it, and I, I want to see it on our page so that I can see it. Oh, it's it. good, mate. It's yeah. good. Excellent. Marvellous. That's the questions. That's the questions. Fantastic. Just throwing forward then to a special podcast, which will be coming shortly. Uh, we had the pleasure of about 45 minutes to an hour with Bill Leslie last night, the man behind the famous Do Not Scratch Your Eyes commentary, which was great. It was um, it was it was lovely to find out more about, you know, what it takes to be a commentator and some of the things that go on behind the scenes. And um, he's got fond memories of that game, hasn't he? He really, really... Yeah, no, he has. Yeah, like one of his, well, the outstanding moment for him. But, you know, we've also worked out that I'll never be a commentator. So Yeah, we've worked that yeah, out no, as well. Good. Yeah, yeah especially good. if you can't pronounce Polish names, apparently. Yeah. That seems yeah, to I be mean, the I, one. I struggle with Watford players. So. <laughs> there you go, then. You're not going to do well there. So l- listen out for that, because that's going to come, uh, well, it'll be a few days after this one's been published. I reckon so uh, listen out for that because it is a really really good chat that we had with him I was you know it was one of those ones where you just thought oh this is entertaining this is this is this is going to be a good listen so yeah uh, definitely listen out for that we've got uh, just talking about the fixtures we've got our oh, so Saturday the 20th is at home to Birmingham Birmingham obviously struggling at the moment so yeah that's again, never an easy open, game though, for that one mm. and then 2nd of April at home to Sheffield Wednesday so again yeah, another struggler, aren't they, Shifford Wednesday? Yeah, you know? yeah I, you would hope that's six, six points. points. You would hope that was six points. And we've got Middlesbrough after that, haven't we, I think? Yeah, Middlesbrough away. Yeah, it's an early kickoff, if I'm right in saying as well. Yeah, that's going to be so, tricky. That's never Yeah, and then yet. we really get into it after that. Those, those, Get those three games out of the way. And then, you know, realistically, if we can win those, those three games coming up, the Middlesbrough, Sheffield Wednesday and Birmingham, we, we, we're putting ourselves in a position where... You know we can we can really go and have a go because yeah you know, we've got Reading obviously yep. Scumtown yeah Norwich Millwall Brentford and then obviously finishing up with Swansea yeah I'd like to think that we can we can do a job on that I, I, you know it's really hard to tell I think you know there are factors you can ne- never legislate for injuries all kinds of things that could sort of trip you up but you know if we if we carry on with the way we're going and the, the way playing the way we're playing 
I can only see a positive outcome. From well, we it. can only worry about our fixtures, can't we? I, I know we can only beat what's in front of us, and, and hopefully other teams in and around <clears> us, or you know, in the division, can uh, can do us a favour with the other teams involved. Yeah, it's always a bit worrying relying on other teams. I mean, we, we yeah, that's what you don't want to do. So you just got to win your games, and then just that's it, isn't it? And hope hope for the because that, that's that's, enough. that's what Bournemouth were doing when we were playing Sheffield Wednesday that day. And we were thinking, well, we're going to go up as champions. And then the next thing you know... Oh, it's bad. It's just that guy. I don't know if I've ever told that story. Maybe that, we'll save that for another day. But yeah, that guy that got on the pitch at the now, end. Now, no, let's talk about that because he f***ed it up, if you ask me. Right, so can I tell you a true story? I've never can, I told just give you my, can I just give you my perspective of it? Please Because was it, was it not a free kick or a corner or something? Corner. Corner. And this f- ran on ran on the pitch and totally f- and spoilt the, the flow of the game, as I remember. Yeah. And then Sheffield Wednesday scored, didn't they? Yeah. So that's my yeah, recollection so, so of it. We, we were def- so we were defending a, a, a corner kick. Now, what was happening, because it was towards the end of the game, everyone was moving forward because we were basically going to go and get on the pitch, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'd made my way with my with my son down to, towards the front and sort of got in low right at the front. But I was by... I don't know if you see them, like the, the, the wall, and then you've got the gates that are on the other side to let you in between the the, the paddock bit, you know, yeah, that sits gotcha. between the advertising hoarding. So I'm there, right? So I'm right at the bottom of the steps there. I'm just waiting there, uh, the play's going on, and then the, they get the corner, and I look round, and and I still remember the guy, glasses, Blondaire, just a white right T-shirt. Yeah. I, I remember him as, as play there, just walking, wasn't running, just walking, and he tapped me on the shoulder and went, excuse me, mate, and I was right at the front, and I went, no, hang on, mate, look, because we, we're going to get on here, with, like, I'm here with my son. Hmm. He went, no, 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 he says, you don't understand. And he stepped over and just walked straight past me. Right. And then, obviously, what happened in the middle, you know, I, I remember Agarlo being at the back there, and, and he was disrupting. I think he was talking to Agarlo, and he was, like, sort of disrupting everyone. He and it all just... got... Anyway, so they got him off. Everyone was out of position. They mm. take the corner, obviously score. Mm. So I'm like, I can't believe it. And it wasn't until I sort of thought about it. I thought, if I just stood my ground... Yeah, I said, no, you're not going said, on there. So it's your fault then said, that Bournemouth won the league. What were you saying, Carl, in essence? But, yeah. Is it, in, yeah. in hindsight, it's your fault that Watford didn't go up as champions. Yeah. <laughs> and that, so, so every time you hear them... Of, I've only told one other person that story. <laughs> well, that's going on the podcast now. I'm sorry. That's yeah, going... yeah. So I, I feel like I, I need to get it out there now. No, you're, it so can long. you feel it lifting off your shoulders, can you? you can... But yeah, if I had... I mean, on a normal day, if, it, if I didn't have my son with me and that was just me going there, I would have gone, jog on, mate. Silly mm. Mm. You know, you're not going anywhere near it, but it was because he was like a bit like he was a bit weird. Yeah, I just I remember it being it. weird, and, and I don't know ever know what happened to him because I think he must have just had to leave Watford because anybody that knows of that idiot. Or, yeah. Well, know, if you know, let's name and shame. Yeah, <laughs> name and shame him. Cause uh, yeah, because... I mean, I had a bit of counselling over that, to be fair. <laughs> I was sat next to my brother, and I remember saying, who's this on the pitch? And then they scored, and I said, is that... Is that- fault that that's happened is that it's, yeah. it's directly his fault it was that this it has was. happened it's not because the players and, were not good enough it's or... technically my well it is my fault that i let i didn't let him on the pitch but i didn't no, stand didn't. my ground and just well sort of, yeah, there must have been a, a layer of stewards between you and him and the pitch. yeah there was but then i think the stewards were kind of relaxed to the fact that we were coming on the pitch yeah but the, they ga- were, the game they hadn't were, finished at this point <laughs> right. no they hadn't but they were you know normally they stand up and and uh, mm. sort of solidarity mm. line they were all still set low and they were the stewards at Watford, with the greatest respect to them, I, I know that they don't get paid a lot, but they were about eighteen years of age, yeah. four stone wet through. You know, they're not going to stop yeah. anyone. They're not going to stop me coming through. To be fair, day, but, but it, it was this lad's calmness. That yeah, it was. Me. It was almost zen. It was almost just like I, yeah, I'm entitled to calm, walk on the so, pitch. If he was like, ah, you would have yeah. gone. 
you know, yeah, get yeah. out of the way and yeah. not try to jump. But it he was, wasn't. He was just so good. He said, was, and he almost, said did he shake hands with someone? Away, did he shake hands with? Did he shake hands with a player or something? It was. He was going round in the box, shaking hands, and then everybody moved out of position, including the Sheffield Wednesday players, because they're like this sort of thing yeah. and then he, he was talking to Agarlo for a good you know it felt longer but probably 30 seconds yeah. and, and then I think Troy I think Deeney then sort of shepherded him out and said look come on and then a steward literally came on and went come on mate where you going yeah. and sort of led him away and yeah then totally unbalanced the game didn't it totally yeah it's just to I be fair know, I mean, there were some people creeping on the rookery end as well there was people yeah, creeping on and you could basically I've lived with that for a long time so well there you go so thanks, for, thanks for listening everyone appreciate it <laughs> there you go and don't hate him it wasn't his fault it's not Carl's fault you know give Please him a hug if him. you see him give him a hug and say it's alright Carl they're there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks thanks yeah. <laughs> and every time you hear them uh, Bournemouth lot singing Championis you know just don't take it too yeah, that's personally why, that's why it bothers me so much that's why I get so involved when Bournemouth give it large because I, I carry the guilt around with me that's why I'm desperate for it to happen this season that we go finish second fine yeah. as long as Bournemouth don't come up so just so that I can yeah. it's, have it's, it back up yeah a bit of absolution or whatever yeah you're, you're yeah gonna... yeah <laughs> It was brilliant. Oh, listen, I don't know how many other people remember that, but I remember that clearly. This idiot walking on the pitch and totally yeah. the balance could, of the team. It was. I felt like I wanted to draw. You know, when the police ask you to draw. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, I, I felt like I could do that. I could. You know, I could tell. You, I could just weird. It was a weird, 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 weird thing. Yeah. It was just his calmness. That's that. That was the thing I got. Yeah, it, it was. was so it calm. was. You're right. It was almost like a like a messiah, sort of just walking on a pitch. Who is this? It, Who it was is like this? he was meant to be doing it. it yeah, was that's like, right. Yeah. Like, sorry, right, I'm meant to be on there. It yeah. was. It was like, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. You know, and just yeah. And then he walked yeah. on in the same manner. It was like, mm. I'm just going to congratulate the team on being champions. Well, well done, because that didn't happen. Thanks. You yeah, know. Right. Oh, mate. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, revelationary. That's good. Yeah, yeah so excellent. We'll, we'll call that a wrap then. Well, call we? that a wrap. Yeah, thank you very much for listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast once again. It's always lovely to have your company. The figures are going up, which is great. We're reaching out all over the world. One listening Myanmar. I thought they had enough problems, but they're listening to our podcast. <laughs> uh, so uh, got nothing yeah. else to do. Yeah, got nothing else to do. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always lovely to have you tuning in, and uh, the feedback we get is encouraging as well. So thank you very much for that. Uh, don't forget to look out for the Bill Leslie podcast. That will be coming out in a few days. Until then, Absolutely. it's goodbye from me. You won't. It's goodbye from me. See you later. Ta-da. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around you got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.